Today I get to start another video yet in front of another mega mansion. Actually, I don't know how big this house is, but it's a waterfront house. Check out all the cars in the driveway, guys. This place must be going for a pretty penny, I'm sure. Right next door, they have tennis courts and a whole workout and play area for kids with the water over there, and I'll show you guys later. Right across the street, the Normandy Isle Golf Course Center. Now check this out, guys. There was a recent study done by the Fed that pretty much confirms what I've been saying for multiple videos now. And this is the quote from that study. It says, housing demand drives short-run fluctuations in home sales and prices, while variation in supply plays only a limited role. What the Fed researchers found was that reduction of supply was a minor factor relative to increased demand in the tightening of housing markets during COVID. Instead, housing demand is very sensitive to changes in mortgage rates, even more so than comparable estimates for home sales. This implies that a mortgage rate hike and a possible economic slowdown could dramatically cool the housing market, bringing down prices and sales. So what exactly does this mean, guys? Well, it means that because we had extremely low interest rates for such a long time that it spurred demand like almost no other time in history okay think about this if demand is at all-time highs and the ability to borrow is the cheapest that it's ever been then of course that's going to be enough to throw the housing market into the bubble that it has gone into right makes perfect sense and one of the narratives we've been hearing from a lot of different news sources over the past several months throughout the beginning of the year or even into last year is supply and demand supply and demand guys well it turns out demand is far more important than supply and one thing that i have been saying in all of my videos is we do not have a housing supply shortage okay look at all the houses nearby me here there are houses everywhere across the country it's just that the demand to buy these houses has been insatiable because of extremely low interest rates that made it possible for people to buy homes they otherwise normally could not afford. Think about this. People who are getting 2.75% interest rates or low 3% interest rates who in the past, you know, when mortgage rates were 5.5% before, maybe they could only buy, you know, a $270,000 house. But with those low rates, it puts those people in the position now where they can buy a house for $400,000. Same income, same people, same everything, just different interest rate. So the first point I wanna make in today's video is we need to look at just how important these interest rate hikes and how significant of an impact they might have on the housing market moving forward because a lot of people think it's because of institutional investors that got us here, but it's just not the case, guys. And I'm gonna get into that in more detail later in this video. But the number one thing that got us to this point in the housing market is extremely low interest rates for a prolonged period of time. And even the Fed has now discovered that this is the situation. And because interest rates are rising very rapidly now, this is gonna cool demand like nothing else. And if demand 
is the actual problem when it comes to prices and the housing market getting super inflated. Well, as soon as demand completely crumbles, so will the housing prices along with it. A lot of people might argue against that and say, well, Michael, because inflation is also at all time highs, you know, we're not going to see a decline in home values because, you know, it's just meeting the demand when it comes to inflation. You know, the housing prices are matching today's inflationary rates. And there is some truth to that, okay? Check it out. There's another one behind me here for sale. Another waterfront property. Okay, where was I? If inflation helps increase home prices, it does so because there's more dollars in the system, right? But we have to remember, now that we're headed into a recession, more and more people are gonna start cutting back on things just to be able to make ends meet, all right? And even though inflation pushes up the cost of everything, we now know that demand is the number one factor when it comes to pricing and closed sales and everything that has to do with the pricing of the housing market, guys. So we already know that demand is falling and I can guarantee you as interest rates continue to climb, demand will continue to fall, okay? It's just the way it works. These are simple economic concepts here. You know, this isn't gloom and doom. This is just the way that it works, all right? Supply and demand, right? But we're talking more about demand because the supply is here. It's everywhere, all right? And it's rising across many different areas across the country. So supply is there, it's going up. Simultaneously, demand is going down. We're gonna see this entire housing market reverse a lot faster than most people think. Now let's touch on institutional investors and for people that think that institutional investors buying up all the houses across the country is what has gotten us into this problem. That's just a myth and it's another scare tactic that people have heard about. And this is all coming from the same article, so all the information is down below, guys. According to this data, it says that about 240,000 single-family homes are owned by institutional investors for rentals. And there's about 140 million residential homes in the country and about 123 million of them are occupied, all right? And 94 million of that 140 million are single-family homes, which boils down to less than 1% of all single-family homes across the entire nation that are owned by institutional investors. Now, you might be really surprised by that. These guys don't own nearly as many properties as you might think, but there have been buying sprees in certain areas across the country that have given the perception that these guys are buying everything and here's what i mean it says that institutional investors have bought as high as 43 percent of the available homes in the atlanta area and 39 percent in the phoenix area so these are the type of headlines and things that you've heard on tv about these big companies buying up a lot of real estate in different areas and it's very true that they are buying a lot of homes but it's in very select areas okay this isn't happening everywhere across the board you know a lot of people hear about the institutional investors and they think this is going to be you know the worldwide problem that leads to you owning nothing okay and it's just false 
all right? And here's the data to prove it. And it also says that these institutional investors have mostly purchased homes in lower income communities where they can easily, you know, raise the rents a little bit higher. But one important thing that this article highlights that I think is really important to understand says that these institutional investors are merely taking advantage of the scarcity of housing right now they're not the creation of the problem and i think that is so true and especially when you just look at you know how much real estate these guys own it's not as many as people think and most of the investment properties out there are owned by mom and pop investors you know probably the majority of them are only a very small fraction are owned by these institutional investors so just hang on before you think these guys are going to take over the world okay check it out another one for sale and i don't know why they're parking on the grass guys a couple of you guys asked me all this you know why these cars are parking on the grass i have no clue Let's see how much this one's going for Now, home builders are not stupid, guys, and they're getting a whiff of what's going on out there, and they know that the market is literally turning as you're watching this video because home builder sentiment is at its lowest point and has dropped the most that we've seen basically since the 1980s, okay? So we're talking like 40-year record here when it comes to home builder sentiment dropping. And basically, it boils down to you know, production bottlenecks, rising home building costs, uh, high inflation, you know, high land costs, high everything is making it, you know, not feasible for builders to continue building right now. And while demand is cooling as, at the time when prices to build are at all time highs, I mean, would you be wanting to build right now as a builder? Probably not. And this just goes back to our original argument in the beginning you know, if you think that there's a supply problem in the United States and because builders are going to start backing off now, that this is going to exacerbate the problem even further, I don't think it is, guys, because I think that demand is going to cool faster than the amount of supply that's cooling out there because people are always going to be selling houses for one reason or another. And one thing we're seeing in many areas across the country, particularly here in Florida, is how many homeowners are realizing that this is the last call and depending on where you're at the last call may be over people are still listing at ridiculous prices and we have proof of this because of all the price cuts and the days on market going up across the board so we know that these sellers are basically too late all right and if they want to have any chance at selling then they need to be pricing things lower you know more aggressively priced than their neighbor across the street who's also trying to cash out because that's going to be their only chance at getting a decent price while they still can you know while there's still somebody out there who's actually going to buy your house because of course there's always going to be a buyer all right but at what price is always the question mark when it comes to real estate there's never any shortage of buyers it's just how much are you willing to let go of that property for and to add to these home builders losing sentiment to build, it says that 13% of home builders right now are starting to do price cuts on their newly finished homes and offering more incentives to get homes sold because they know that this is it. So 
Take your cue, guys. If you're somebody out there looking to sell, you better list that home ASAP and slightly below what your neighbor's asking if you want to have any chance at selling. Because the home builders know what's going on, you know, smart real estate agents know what's going on, and even the Fed now knows what's going on. So it's happening. And look at this. Like I said, no shortage of homes for sale here. Here's another one. Now sure, you might say that these homes are crazy expensive, and they are, guys. They're crazy expensive. I can't afford this. Chances are most of you can't either. But they're available, okay? And somebody will probably buy these properties for the right price. It's always about the price. Now one thing I find interesting is inflation is putting a squeeze on many people's budgets. But the funny thing is, based on a recent survey, people are still splurging on vacation and travel right now despite you know everything costing way more in fact flights and hotels now cost 40 percent more this year than they did last year and people are still paying for this stuff because they're calling this revenge travel for everybody that you know was locked up and couldn't go anywhere during the pandemic and now you know they're having their heyday by being able to go to the places that they couldn't go during the lockdowns. But <laughs> the thing that's funny about this is we're literally in a recession, just not officially yet, and people are doing this. And how are they doing this? Well, we know how they're doing it. A lot of them are using credit cards to go ahead and do these things that they really can't afford. And if they're homeowners, then we saw that a lot of people are taking HELOC loans and refinancing, doing cash out refinances, pulling equity out of their homes to be able to finance the lifestyle of the rich and famous, okay? My personal feeling is because all of this is happening all at the same time, this is just creating the perfect storm of a situation where things just have to change, guys. There's no way that things can continue going at this speed in this direction and have no consequences. I think it's an impossibility, okay? It's just not gonna happen because there's just too many things happening right now that don't make sense. And I get it. I mean, I, I traveled last year, okay? I was gone for almost three months from Miami. I had an amazing road trip around the entire country. It was fantastic. And let me tell you, a lot of people are still afraid to do something like that last year, but I wasn't. And I'm so glad I did it last year versus this year, because if I would have waited to do it till now, not only are more people doing it, but it would have costed me a fortune extra to go ahead and do it this year compared to last year. So I saved a ton of money by doing this trip last year. And now this year, I'm being smart. You know, I'm saving my money. I'm waiting it out because the storm is coming, guys. I mean, look at all those clouds on the horizon, okay? The storm is coming. And those who are ready for the storm are going to do much better than those who are not. And since people are spending all this money on travel right now, guys, they're also cutting back on other things to be able to afford this. Things like new automobiles, uh, motorcycles, things like boats and jet skis. They're even spending less on funerals. So uh, if you die right now, don't expect your family to be paying for 
uh, a nice funeral or burial because they got vacations to go on, okay? They're also spending less on things like appliance repairs. So to me, when you just look at these general spending patterns and what people are doing, to me it all sounds like everyone's letting everything else waste away, but we gotta get that one last vacation in while we can still afford it, which just sounds insane to me. But um, hey, everybody has to learn their lesson the hard way, I guess. And one of the reasons this is so surprising to me is because it literally leads right into the next story of this video, which is that 75% of middle-class households say that their income is falling behind the cost of living. And these are referring to people that have an income anywhere between 30 to $100,000. Now, I definitely personally would not say that somebody who makes $30,000 a year is middle class. You know, there's no real number on that, but you probably need to make at least over 70K a year to be even thought of as maybe middle class, okay? But people in this income range, and even if you're up to the $100,000 mark, they are reporting that their cost of living is outpacing how much they make. But of course, people that make more money tend to spend more money. So we know that's the case as well. And it's not really a surprise that even people that are making $100,000 a year are paycheck to paycheck. You know, this is common guys, more than you think. But 75% of people in those ranges who were surveyed say that their income is falling behind the cost of living, okay? So how much money do you need to make in today's world in order to make it happen, in order to make life livable? Now, I know some of you out there from the comments who are very good at living, you know, nice, frugal lifestyles, and I'm one of them as well. I'm with you, you know? Even though I live in an expensive area, my overhead and monthly expenses are very low, guys, for this neighborhood, much lower than most people. And let's just say I make more than I need to, to live. So I'm not in trouble when it comes to those type of things. But a lot of people are. And a lot of these same people who were surveyed are worried about their finances within the next six months, okay? 39% of those people think that they might be worse off financially in a year from now, which is up from 32% of the same survey done in March. So just in a few months, you know, the number of people that are worried about the next six months and their future is going up dramatically. And I expect that number to keep rising as the recession becomes official, as it gets announced, and more people start panicking and more companies start doing layoffs because now we see another one, Goldman Sachs. You know, they were thinking about doing layoffs and they weren't sure and now they're looking like, yeah guys, there's probably gonna be layoffs by the end of the year. So more and more companies coming out publicly saying there's gonna be layoffs. And since the CPI number that they gave us is 9.1%, which we all know is BS, okay? But the scary part is that as of July this year, wages across the board hourly are only up 5.1%. So even if that 9.1% number is accurate, people are definitely not getting the raises that they need in order to actually make ends meet, okay? At the end of the day, everyone is still being robbed by the level of inflation that's happening out there right now, regardless of whether you're getting a raise. Because I'm sure no one out there watching this video has gotten a 20% raise in pay over the past six months. And if you have, please let me know in the comments. I'm sure everybody wants to come work for you and your company. And a lot of these people who are surveyed are currently living paycheck to paycheck, guys, which is no surprise. This is something that um, 
you know, we've known about for years now how many people are living paycheck to paycheck. But the crazy thing is, they still got money to go on vacation, or they don't. Their house is paying for their vacation, their credit cards, but it's not them, okay? They're not the ones that have the money. Somehow, they're getting the money from somewhere else. And right now, I think we can turn to Canada and look at them and their housing market as the canary in the coal mine, guys. Now, yes, the Canadian housing market is even more inflated than the U.S. housing market, so they have a much uh, further way to fall than we do here. But already they're experiencing big problems over there from the things like their increase in interest rates are causing many people with adjustable rate mortgages, up to 25% of them, not being able to afford the new payments that are coming their way. So you're talking almost a quarter of the Canadian homeowners saying they're gonna have trouble paying their mortgage when their rate goes up. So that's a huge problem, guys. And already there's examples of listings in Canada selling for $200,000, $300,000 less than asking price. One of them that came from this article was a luxury five bedroom in Victoria listed at 2.25 million ended up selling for 1.93 million guys 320k off of their asking price that they sold it for talk about price cuts talk about getting a bargain now sure that 1.93 million is still higher than that house would have been worth a few years ago but remember this is just getting started okay this is only the very beginning of what looks to be the downturn or the housing market crash, whatever you wanna call it. I'm not gonna get hung up on the vocabulary. Hopefully you don't either. All we need to do is be smart and recognize the trends. And Canada right now is looking like they are gonna be the first ones getting hit pretty hard right now. And this could be coming to a city near you if we just look at what's happening in Canada. And I personally think that the housing markets that appreciated the most over the past couple of years that just went gangbusters are gonna see the biggest fall in values. You know, more than more stable markets across the Midwest or some of these more stable markets in the Northeast that aren't seeing the big problems that other of these cities are, are seeing right now. It's a beautiful car. Look at that Firebird. Gorgeous. So I think the most important thing for everybody out there watching right now is to recognize that a change is happening right now, whether you want to admit to it or like it, it doesn't matter. You don't have to admit to it or like it, but it is happening guys. And it's up to you what you end up doing with that information that will ultimately make a difference in how far ahead you come out on the other side of this thing. This is the park that's next to the very first listing we saw. You got tennis courts in here. little workout area, shaded, and even with the shade, no one's out here, guys. Everybody's asking me sometimes why I'm wearing tank tops in all my videos. Well, it's 106 degrees out here today with the humidity, so you tell me why. Let's see what you would be wearing out in this heat. It's a nice little park they got here. I'm sure when it gets cooler later at night, more families and stuff are home from work, probably fills up with kids out here, people with their dogs. Then of course, have the beautiful view of the bay here.
If you guys enjoyed this video, please make sure to subscribe to the channel. Check out my next video on the screen right over here, and I'll catch you over in the next one.